0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I <laughs> no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We are not talking about mustaches. I don't know if any
0: of us could actually grow them, but we are talking about our favorite stashes. I I don't know. Dave, could you grow just like a good mustache?
2: I can't grow a good one. What I got right now with the goatee is basically what I can do. Yeah. But I'm convinced, I am convinced, Adam, that you would have a big, burly old caterpillar (laughs) resting on your upper lip if you gave yourself the chance to grow a mustache.
0: I don't think I would. I don't
3: think I would. Jamie, did you ever do a Movember? Uh, no, I did mustache before, but not November.
2: Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, it was amusing. It. it was amusing. Jamie can, Jamie can definitely do it.
0: Okay. All right. That I stand corrected. Our favorite players to stash right now. Don't drop them after week one. If they don't do anything good, just know you got to be patient with them. Uh, maybe Christian Watson is on that list as a, uh, he yes, could he play. Is. There you go. Playing week one. All right. Well, without any further ado, give me Dave, give me a couple of your favorite stashes. I know you were digging into it this morning. Also on today's show, we're still doing drafts. Okay. It's Tuesday. I've got. Uh, one today and two tomorrow. I'm sure you guys still have some left. This is actually a busy week of drafting. It's not just a Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend, by the way. So still some draft stuff. Team name Tuesday, fill in the blank. I saw the worst movie ever made last night. And Dave, give me some of your favorite stashes uh, for players that we should put on our roster and just take our time with.
2: Uh, Isaiah McKenzie definitely qualifies. He's only rostered in 33% of CBS Sports Leagues. I expect him to get a lot of targets right away week one against the Rams and to be even like a good flex option for that game. Another one that I think you can stash and hang on to in that same vein as Christian Watson is Logan Thomas. He's back for Washington. He's going to play. He's got a shot to be second on the team in targets. I know we don't want to necessarily hear that because we're Jahan Dotson fans, but. I think Thomas can be a big-time target getter, can get a lot of touchdowns, and we've seen Carson Wentz lean on his bigger targets over the course of his career. This is a big tight end that he can throw to.
0: Jamie, there are so many handcuffs that are still available in a lot of leagues. I mean, Brian Robinson, if you're drafting right now, Brian Robinson is rostered in 61% of leagues, and he's eligible for an IR spot too. So if your league has that, I mean, it's just a no-brainer to draft him, but that's a separate thing. I mean, you should draft him anyway. Um, but plenty of handcuffs available. Any other players that jump out to you, Jamie, as, as players to stash right now?
3: I mean, I've been saying it for the last couple weeks that Zamir White's my favorite lottery ticket guy. So, you know, he's at 61% also. Um, if he's somehow available um, or similar situation, if you drafted him, don't give up on him because there's a lot to like about what he can be if uh, the Raiders uh, probably predictably sour on Josh Jacobs at some point this season. Um, I'm just pulling up the. So, I already have the waiver wire story on the site for anybody that's looking for like, you know, 10 team leagues, a lot of options that people didn't get drafted in. Um, Jeff Wilson is another one that's a a favorite of mine. That's a good one. You know, knowing the 49ers situation and the report that came out over the weekend, that he's clearly the second guy behind Elijah Mitchell. So, as we've seen, Mitchell missing time. That's an easy one to look at.
2: Uh, 17% rostered, too. That's it. He's only rostered in 17% of leagues. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. A uh, few guys that are, are widely available, um, the pass-catching running backs. J.D. McKissick's going to have a big role probably carrying the ball, maybe more than we expect, uh, alongside Antonio Gibson. He's at 45%. Jarek McKinnon's at 14%. We saw what he did in the well. playoffs for the Chiefs. Yep. Amir Abdul is at 7%, sticking with the Raiders. He's got an opportunity to you know help you for sure. Um, and then one of my favorite receivers under 50% is Nico Collins. I'm surprised he's only at 48%. Uh, he's somebody that I think you should absolutely stash on your roster, and we'll see how many targets he gets opposite Brandon Cooks. But if something happens to Cooks, he could be in a really good spot.
2: Hold on. There's there's one receiver that you specifically, Jamie, have been touting all August, and you didn't say his name, and he's only rostered in 32% of leagues, and I agree with you on him. I think he's absolutely worth stashing and holding on to. His first name is Kendrick.
3: His first name <laughs> is Kendrick. <laughs>
2: Kendrick, Kendrick Jr., Kendrick Jr., Kendrick Jr. Osborne, Kendrick Osborne Jr., KJ.
3: Osborne. Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, KJ Osborne, Josh Palmer. Those are two guys, obviously, that I think you should, you know, sit on your bench. Uh, Tyler Boyd also. You know, Tyler Boyd just does not get the respect he deserves. I know he's probably rostered too many leagues. Let me check. I think he's fifty-four percent. I'll check. Um, you got it. 54. Yeah, it's fifty-four percent. He's he's. Scored a touchdown in his last three regular season games at the end of last year. And he's an injury away from being maybe awesome. I mean, you know, we we saw him certainly play at a at a very good level uh pre-Joe Burrow. And now if you get Burrow at where Burrow is at right now, and if something happens to Chase or Higgins, we know Higgins is coming back from shoulder injury. I think Boyd could be a must-start receiver.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm about to say is relevant if you've already drafted, and relevant if you haven't drafted. Because I see, you know, we we get this question: who's going to be the hottest pickup after week one? And it's an impossible question to answer. And if we knew, we'd tell you. Could
2: be a Packers receiver.
0: We'd tell you to draft him. Could be a Packers receiver, but it could be a Cowboys receiver. It could be a Bucks receiver. It could be Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, There are a lot of wide receivers. I mean, I'm looking at this page of wide receivers who are rostered in. Uh 70 in less than 70% of leagues. I can try to share this screen actually if uh if anybody wants to give me a well,
3: minute. Under here. 70 is impressive. You got Kadarius Tony 67%, which is criminal. Right. Man. MBS at 63%. Gallup at 66%. Right. He's not gonna be after week one, but you have both bucks receivers, not named Godwin and Evans. Julio's at 65%. Russell Gage is at 48%. Dave mentioned Jahan Dotson. He's at 45%. He could be maybe the best. Washington receiver, I, would, I think that'd be a huge surprise, but it's certainly possible. No, there's a path. There's a path. Um, you mentioned Isaiah McKenzie at 31%, Boyd at 54%, K.J. Osborne at 33%, Palmer at 21%. Marvin Jones, I think, is somebody you should t- t- take a look at, even though he's 32 years old, but 57%. Romeo Dobbs wow. at 43%. I mean, yeah, Garrett Wilson at 58%. It's just it's crazy how yeah. many receivers are still
0: available. I know. I mean, these guys get drafted. These guys are almost all drafted in our 12-team leagues, and, I mean, Rondo Moore at 43%. Any of these guys I could see being the most added player But week. Let's see, this is, week. this
3: is like when we talk roster construction, when you have a five-person bench, and a lot of that is like our free leagues on CBS, is you should not be taking two quarterbacks, unless you maybe you drafted Trey Lance. Like, you should not be taking two quarterbacks when you have all these guys available that can help you more than waiting to see if something happens to Kyler Murray. Like, you know, you'll, you'll find somebody to replace Kyler Murray. One of these receiver sets, you're going to be racing to the waiver wire when you could have drafted
0: all right, so if you look at this list here, I'm showing it on YouTube, youtube.com slash today for all of you listeners. If you're not in on YouTube, if you want to watch the show, you can watch it live. We're going to start recording at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Tuesday through Friday. Mo- We're going to have a Monday show as well in the afternoons, but 8.30 a.m. is going to be our normal time slot. And then about 8 p.m., 8.10 p.m. or so on Sunday nights, you can join us live. Or if you want to watch on demand, youtube.com slash today. Uh, if, if I'm going to stash one of these guys to try to beat the waiver wire, I mean, we said so many names. You're looking at the Chiefs. You're looking at Julio Jones and Russell Gage. You're looking at Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. You're looking at Nico Collins, Jacoby Myers. Uh, we'll say Kadarius Toney should be the guy. He's 68%. But if he's not available, Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert are there. So, Dave, if there's one or two names that you think are the must stash guys, we're not starting them in week one, uh, but who would it be? Who would they be?
2: <laughs> I think Gallup makes the cut. Comes back. Works as the number two receiver. Offense that throws a lot, but he doesn't
3: really fit the mold though of what we're talking about, though, because he's not going to play week one.
0: What's that's the okay.
2: roster percentage for
0: him? He's sixty-four eight Six. percent, but so they, it's high, man. So does. like, he's only going to be. I would available. Tol-
3: Tolbert is probably like it. if you're if you're looking beat the waiver wire guy who's going to play in week one. Like Tolbert makes a ton of
2: sense. Tolbert, who's like right around thirty percent, but that's right. not like that's McK- not McK- McKenzie
3: makes a ton of sense. He would,
2: right, McKenzie's the one who's like, and that's when I made my list for the show today. Uh, he's the one that's rostered in the highest percentage of leagues, a third See, of the leagues. So still I would out say, there in a ton
3: of leagues. Sorry, Dave. I would say, like, you want to look under 50% because that's, that's guys that could still be available in 12-team leagues. You know, the the 10-team sure. leaguers are the ones that were – like, if Kadarius Toney is available in your 10-team league, like, that's just no-brainer. He, he has top 20 upside if he plays a full season. You know, so, like, he's the type of guy you want to look at. But if you want to go deeper than that, like, 14-team leagues, Wanda Robinson, you know, he's in 12%. You know, those are the type of guys that you should be looking at just in case, mm. oh, my gosh, Daniel Jones is in love with Ronda. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of thing you should be taking. There's
2: another eye. receiver on that team that I'd rather have than Yeah, definitely than Wanderer. Shepard's. But
3: Shepard probably. may not play week one. So, you know, it's hard to say. Again, we're talking about getting ahead of the waiver wire. You know, so I doubt Shepard's going to play the amount of snaps that those other guys play.
0: Okay.
2: But do we want to get ahead of the waiver wire with a guy who might just have a fluky week one? And then end up not doing anything. The right but
3: if way. you get him for a buck or a $0 bid in fab or without hurting your waiver spot and week one is not just the week one thing, I'd, I'd rather right. do it now.
2: So like the, the thesis is Sammy Watkins who's had some incredible week one performances sure. before. And then he just, you know, his body dissolves and we don't see him until the playoffs again. So it's one thing to take a guy and, and hope that he he hits in week one, and then you can continue to use him, but I, I'm a little nervous about, and this is kind of the case against Jalen Tolbert. He could have a good week one. Does he have a great week three, week four, week five? Is he going to become a thing in this Dallas offense? Maybe not the best example, because he could have the chance, right? If, if Tolbert has a great week one, maybe the Cowboys don't rush Gallup back, so Maybe Watkins is the best example. They could have a big week one and then week two comes around. Everybody races to start him because they think he's the number one guy in Green Bay and he flounders. So I'm, I'm trying to think of guys that you can pick up potentially use in week one and they've got staying power for at least the first half of the season.
0: Okay. So that's a pretty good list of players to stash Isaiah likely. I know I got, got some, someone who's on my list too. Um, Okay. All right. Well, Dave's got a more complete list that we'll get into later. Irv Smith is still 47% rostered. Uh, he's going to play in week one against the Packers. <clears throat> but uh, man, you think the Pat, you think, man, it's interesting. It's not even beat the waiver. wire. I mean, Alan Lazard may not play this week. So you think dubs and Watson are guys we should get right now? Or or is it Watkins or Cobb? I mean, who's, I think it's, Go ahead. I- I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, my bad.
2: I- I'd lean toward the veterans. I bet Rodgers leans on the veterans to begin the year.
3: I mean, he said as much, you know, he said when he gave his whole spiel of Lazard is wide receiver one, Randall Cobb is the best slot receiver in the league. Sammy Watkins is making a lot of plays. I mean, that was what he said, you know, then Dobbs had the second preseason game and it was like Rodgers, I think just kind of came around to the fact like we we may need this kid. So I should stop maybe, you know, trying to motivate him through words and just back him up, support him. Um, So, yeah, I, I think what you'll probably see is if, if Lazard is not there, Dobbs has a bigger role but he's probably going to lean on – I mean, he's certainly going to lean on his running backs, you know, so, like, the, that's the, the the easy spot to target.
2: Who's the tight end that you've talked about plenty of times this offseason?
3: Yeah, if, if Robert Tunyon's healthy, you know, it's, it's, it's worth a look, but we'll see. I don't know how healthy he's going to be come
2: week one.
0: Okay. That's an interesting name. Uh, more on that in a little bit. We do have a live stream tonight. Three live streams throughout the week that are YouTube exclusive: YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Football Today. Please come join us, ask your questions, get them answered. 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, Dan Schneier and I are on that one. Thursday is a starter sit at 2 p.m. Eastern, a little afternoon delight for you. Sorry, that was gross. A little afternoon episode for you. YouTube.com/slash Fantasy Football Today. 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll see you there to talk starter sit on Thursday, and then Sunday at 11:30 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern. On YouTube, we're answering your starter sit questions, but of course, great advice uh, on Sunday from Fantasy Football Today on HQ on CBS Sports HQ. Competing shows, but whichever avenue you want to go to to uh, get your starter sit questions answered, uh, HQ starts at 10 a.m., goes right up until 1 p.m. Eastern, and on YouTube, it's at 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, we also are on TikTok, so please check out Fantasy Football Today on TikTok. And if you're on YouTube right now, you see Thomas Schaefer. Is chatting. Thomas Schaefer, our producer, is on jury duty today. Please come back with a good story, Thomas Schaefer. You guys ever had jury duty?
2: Oh, yes.
3: No.
0: Me either. I've I, never done it. Dave, how how did it go?
2: Well, I was the foreman and we convicted a bank robber. Really? Who 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 knocked down two banks, shot the a guy, bank and bank paralyzed him. Jeez. Huh? People still rob banks? This guy did. This was this was an all-time case. I I don't know when we could or should even talk about it, but
0: that's so sad they paralyzed uh, the guy. That's terrible.
2: It was horrible. And like the evidence, like you you get to look at the evidence, and like the bullet that was lodged in the guy's spine. Oh god. Was was there and there was blood on it. It was it was crazy. Um, but aside from that sobering fact, the robber. Defended himself, got into a fight with his ex girlfriend while his ex girlfriend was on the stand, Um, and then his closing argument to the jury was, "Do what you got to (laughs) do."
0: Wow. Okay. That I guess I was going to ask that. Did any part of you feel like maybe he wasn't guilty? But no, it seems like this guy was quite guilty. Uh, It
2: was the easiest case in the history of bank robberies. Oh man, to put this guy away. He was clumsy. He was not slick. He was not educated. And I think he ended up stealing like only like four grand over two banks. Mm-hmm. And now he's, uh, he's chilling in a state pen. All right. Well, way to put him away. So we've had, uh, yeah. uh, his afternoon delight is probably not very
1: good. <laughs> oh, jeez oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, do you guys want to give any, any more draft tips? I, I, I uh, I think, you know, we've covered it quite a bit. Um, I mean, what do I know? Maybe he's he is okay with it. I don't know. The there's a that's a bad feeling, Dave, but there is a good feeling in fantasy. I, what a great is it a bad feeling. What a great feeling in fantasy when Okay, sorry, this is gonna sound bad, but it gets good. A starting running back gets injured and you're scrambling Oh gosh, I gotta a hell up. of a
3: stress on our show.
0: I pick up his back. <laughs> I, I need to pick up his backup and then you go, Oh wait. I already rostered his backup. I've got the guy that everybody wants on waivers. So give yourself an opportunity to have that awesome fantasy feeling. Sorry about the injury angle of it, but it is good to have the guy that you know everybody else is going to want on waivers if you are just going to draft a handcuff, stash a handcuff. It does not have to be your handcuff, but give yourself one or two opportunities at at that uh, ability to strike gold. Uh, I mean, I don't want to repeat everything we've said for the last month, but have you guys noticed any trends in your recent drafts that that are worth discussing? If not, it's fine. We can move on.
3: I think it's more just the you know the players that you know we've been talking about following the end of the preseason or you know week two of the preseason into the end of the preseason. You know the the big risers and how far they've climbed in certain cases. You know the Damien Pierce's of the world and how quickly they come off the board now. Um, that's been interesting to see.
0: Are you guys right? Bo- Gonna start Damian Pearson week one, absolutely. Of course, it's not
2: against a good matchup. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be okay, especially if Leonard doesn't play.
0: Right. I mean, that's that's a big deal, of course. But he's trending. He's I would say it's but 50, even if 50. he
2: plays, he he. I don't. Know, uh, how effective will he be? Okay.
0: I. I it might not matter. Yeah, yes, I'm not saying Damian Pearson. What nah. about Zeke? Are you gonna start Zeke against the Bucks?
3: I would much rather start Pierce than Zeke. Yes,
2: yes, I can't believe it, but but
0: know. I was drafting Pierce over Zeke, so
2: yes, also
0: yeah. a little hard to believe. Zeke, Zeke might have a terrible week, but he had a terrible week in Week One last last week, year. Last mm-hmm. year, sorry, against the Bucks, and turned it around pretty quickly. Uh, all right, Dave, what were we going to say? Any draft trends or anything you're noticing?
2: I, I don't necessarily have draft trends, but. A bolt of lightning hit me today with a running back who I think is worth stashing for week one. And if there's nothing there, um, you move on from him. So this this is a little bit different than Jeff Wilson, who I think we would tell you, carry him for a few weeks and see what happens. This is different than Jerick McKinnon, who could end up being the best back in Kansas City for fantasy purposes. And it's a little bit different than Amir Abdullah, Because Abdullah should be a good passing downs back for the Raiders, but he'll never be an every down guy. Uh, And it's different than the Ravens running backs. Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, they might have a role week one. It really comes down to how ready J.K. Dobbins is. But all August long, we've been going back and forth over Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson and their health and when are they practicing and then they're supposed to play together. And every time McVay mentions one, it's the other one. Well, Kyron Williams is healthy and – What if there's an opportunity for him to be the third down back and the passing downs back, which was his strength at Notre Dame, and in this game on Thursday, Kyron Williams has a significant role while the other two running backs share. Now, he could be inactive for all I know, but if he plays and he looks good and he reportedly looked good in the joint practice against the Bengals, then maybe there's something there, especially considering the fact that he's young, he does have some strength to his game. He plays with power. He plays with a mean streak. And Akers and Henderson get hurt a bunch. So I, I I'm in a bunch of deep leagues. Williams was added to my bench today in those leagues. I dropped Wandale Robinson for him. It might end up coming back to haunt me like your Justin Jefferson Peyton Barber move, Adam. It won't. But I think that, <laughs> I, I think there's something, I think there's something there with Kyron Williams just to see, take a peek in week one in deeper leagues to see what how he's being used. And if you like it, stash him because we know that Akers and Henderson have a hard time staying healthy.
0: I'm looking at a CBS ADP right now. If you're drafting in a CBS league, I think just tremendous value. Basically it's the same segment we already did. The the ADP reflects the roster percentage for these wide receivers that are going so late. Like MVS and Kadarius Tony and Michael Gallup and Julio Jones and it's an opportunity. These guys shouldn't be starters for you in week one, but they definitely could be number four, number five wide receivers for you both. You know, you could take them, if you take Julio Jones and Kadarius Tony as your number four, number five wide receivers, and you don't have to pick them until the 11th round, basically. I mean, I think that's, that's terrific. And there are a lot more names like that. Like I said, MVS. Uh, Daryl Henderson actually is on the Rams subject matter. He's one of the biggest risers in ADP. You might have to spend like around nine pick in a 12-team league. On Daryl Henderson, he's in the 120s, but moving up. So maybe let's say around 10 pick on Daryl Henderson, and it wouldn't be the worst idea. Uh, seems like there's really good value on TJ Hawkinson on CBS. Um, there's really going to be really good value for JK Dobbins because he is sinking right now. He's one of the biggest fallers in ADP. So is Michael Thomas. The guys that are injured right now, if you don't have to start them in Week One, you can get tremendous value on on guys like Dobbins and. And Michael Thomas isn't even injured. Michael Thomas is, looks like all systems go for week one, but he's still falling a little bit. So, uh, all right, some so a few things to keep in mind. It's hard to uh, have a perfect team. It's also impossible to find the perfect suit, but finding a suit that's perfect perfect for you is simple, thanks to Indochino. Choose your favorite fabric, customize every detail to find the look that's perfect for you, and submit your measurements online. I mean, it's so easy. Indochino.com. You can submit your measurements online. Or luckily for me, there's a store in New York City, so I went right in and they took my measurements there. And there are plenty of stores around the country. Indochino.com or go into a store and get a custom, made-for-you fit at an incredible price. Now, I've been talking about this for years. You know I love my Indochino suits, my go-to suit. Big events like a wedding or a work event, lunch with Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We're fancy. Wear that Indochino suit. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it is the best. Yeah, right. It's the best piece of clothing that I own. Uh, it fits me perfectly. I cu- it's customized every single detail I picked out, including the little monogram on the inside that says, uh, says uh, AA invented swagger, I think. Uh, and just fun things to, uh, to make it feel yours. Give it a little personal touch. And the best part about the Indochino suits is that I've done these reads and I've gotten feedback from the listeners and the viewers. I said, yeah. These suits are awesome. Thank you for the tip. And that warms my heart. So please, go to Indochino.com. Use the promo code FFT. Design a look that suits you perfectly from the fabric to the cut. And shop their made-for-you suits starting at just $449 and premium fitted shirts starting at just $89. These are great values for this kind of suit. Uh, Design your perfect suit with Indochino. And to get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more, use the promo code FFT at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code F-F-T. News and notes. So Christian Watson may be available for week one, but Alan Lazard may not be. And David Bakhtiari, their star left tackle who played one game last year, he feels like he's going to be able to play at Minnesota. If not Minnesota, then hopefully Bakhtiari out there for week two. We don't know what the deal is with Alan Lazard, a bit of a surprise. But Jamie, what's your read on Aaron Rodgers and the passing game in general here at Minnesota for Week One?
3: Uh, I would try to avoid him if you can. You know, I I, I don't think uh, you know people that drafted him in a one quarterback league need to go out and draft a set or pick up a second quarterback unless there's you, you know Trey Lance didn't get drafted in a ten team league or you know you really want to pick up another guy like Jameis Winston's got a great matchup against the Falcons. But I think you just look at Rodgers and just kind of hope that. If Lazard plays, he'll be able to you know, kind of have one of those statement games of don't forget I'm still the MVP. Don't forget I'm still going to dominate this division. But it's not an easy matchup. This Vikings defense is going to be better than it was a year ago. And without his weapons, without DeMonte Adams, without Marcos valdez scaling, and if he doesn't have Lazard, it's going to be tough to trust him. So he's in that kind of gray area of uh, don't love him, but I wouldn't necessarily try to replace him in week one.
0: And what about starting a wide receiver for the Packers if Lazard is out?
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean, three receiver leagues, I think you could certainly make a case for Sammy Watkins or Romeo Dubs, or, or you know, if you want to go to Randall Cobb, but um, I'm no way starting Christian Watson. Uh, I, I think you just look at the guys who either have played with Rodgers or played in the league before, or, you know, in, in Dobbs' case, you know, look good in the preseason. So third receiver at best, but I, I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable about it.
0: All right, Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback and a team captain. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, they open the season with the Cincinnati Bengals on the road 1 p.m. on Sunday. Zach Wilson may be able to play this week against the Ravens. It still seems unlikely, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. Probably will be Joe Flacco. Revenge game against the Ravens. (laughs) The Bears are getting a little healthier. Starting center Lucas Patrick, wide receivers Byron Pringle and Valus Jones all practiced as they get ready for the 49ers. James Robinson should be able to play this week. They're facing Washington. Should have a pretty good front four. Dave, where is James Robinson going to be ranked? And what about ETN? They're not going
2: to be ranked particularly high for me, neither one of them. ETN way ahead of Robinson. ETN's in the flex range for this week. Just first game of the year. Wait and see how he does. Um, I don't think I've got him as a top 24 running back in full PPR, but you you can check me on that one later in the week. Robinson, I would be surprised if he played more than just a handful of Snaps like get him in there, get him used to the game again, and get him out of there. I, I can't imagine he's gonna get like even 10 touches in the game, that would shock me. 10 snaps, I think, would shock me for Robinson.
0: Jamie, I assume Travis Etienne is the top 24 guy. For love Etienne this week, absolutely
3: love him this week. You know, I think we're gonna see him uh, more so on PPR and half PPR than, than non. Um, but I, I think you're gonna see him heavily involved in the passing game. I think this is gonna be welcome to the NFL. Here's what he can do. Robinson's still limited. I agree with Dave on Robinson, but I think ETN's going to get as much touch as he can handle uh, and a heavy dose in the passing game. So very excited about him this week.
0: All right. The Patriots play the Dolphins this week. Today is Tuesday. They usually leave on Saturday. They are leaving today for Miami. They are horrible in Miami. They're 2-7 and in their last nine games at Hard Rock Stadium since 2013. They're leaving today to kind of get acclimated to the heat. (laughs) wimps van jefferson mispractice probably not going to play week one that's the thursday game against buffalo zach ertz's day-to-day rondo i didn't see a rondell moore update anything on rondell moore uh
3: i think also kind of in the uncertain boat right now
0: all right so i wonder if ertz and moore are out should should kyler murray managers be looking somewhere else against uh kansas city this week
3: i i i probably wouldn't um I think you'll still see him, you know, with his legs, with with Connor, you know, maybe being a little bit more involved in the passing game than we expect. Or, you know, Benjamin, um, you know, I, I would imagine. Trey about Green? Yeah, I mean, well, you got the top two receivers, clearly. And maybe it's Isabella who had a strong camp that they decided to keep him.
0: All right. Uh, Drake London returned to practice. Jalen Waddell returned to practice. Logan Thomas is going to be questionable for week one against the Jaguars. Greg Almond of the Athletic thinks the Bucks would much prefer to reduce Leonard Flo- Leonard Fournette's workload. Uh, does that change anything for you guys on dra- as people still draft Leonard Fournette?
2: Nope. No. I lightening his load is one thing. You know, dropping him from eighty five percent of the snaps to seventy percent of the snaps, you'd still take him. They don't have anybody else that's ready to really take on any of the roles that he's done well in. The only one might be the two-minute offense with Giovanni Bernard. But outside of that, man, Fournette's still going to work the goal line, still going to get the most carries, still going to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, Easy top 10 running back this week in fantasy.
0: And Scott Baer of AtlantaFalcons.com thinks that Damian Williams will factor in heavily into the Atlanta run game, and Tyler Algier will play a significant role. And Mm. if those things are both true, then there's just not going to be a good Falcons running back this year.
2: Agreed. And (laughs) also Scott mentioned that Cordell Patterson only played two snaps in the preseason. That's fact. And really wasn't around for open practice for the Falcons either. So it could be, it could be a mess to begin the year for the Falcons running backs. Probably want to stay away from using any of them. And I don't see Damian Williams as someone worth stashing.
0: I would like to take this time to tell you about the two best things I saw over the weekend. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that?
2: Sure. Okay, great. I hope okay. they were your. Children. Well, I, I don't know what you're about to say, so.
0: <laughs> Other than my children. Uh, the, <laughs> These are the best things I saw. <laughs> that's funny. I hope, nobody's, I hope the family's not watching this. But actually, <laughs> yesterday, it was really weird. Uh, my son, he's four. He was on the couch. He was playing with uh, some toy that he was pretending was a phone. And he said... He said, "Daddy, do you want to say hi to Jamie?" And I just thought maybe that was a kid from school or something. And I was like, "Hi Jamie." He goes, "Do you want to say hi to Dave?" And I at my <laughs> wife I was like, "What is happening right now?" I was like, "Hi Dave." He goes, do "You want to say hi to Heath?" It's like, "How does he know these people? What is it going on here?" Um, so that was funny. But no, the two how best. How does he know these people? Yeah, he's not How does he know? He's never met you. You've probably talked about the show. Maybe in front of him at some point. I, I don't I don't know. It was very. Well, funny. What you do for your job, he
3: knows you talk to us all the time.
0: I wouldn't yeah. think he'd know your names, but cause well, you're he, so loud, you scream our names all the time. I guess so, yeah. But he, but to him, it's just you know, it's the Adam Azer shows. So at, at least, at least
3: he didn't say what what he probably has heard, which is, "F and JB wouldn't <laughs> shut up today," or "Stupid Dave
0: <laughs> said this," or "Bleeping He said that." <laughs> yeah, no, he did say that. I just didn't, I left that out. Two best things I saw this weekend: uh, the Taylor Hawkins tribute. They brought his son out. Taylor Hawkins is the drummer. Yeah, that was awesome. They brought his son out to play My Hero. Uh, And Hawkins tragically died uh, several months ago. But, um, oh, my God, it was, it was, I got the chills watching it. I'm getting the chills speaking about it. It was an amazing moment in music history. Honest to God, if you have not seen it, just watch My Hero and the Taylor Hawkins Tribute which is one of the best songs of of the 90s, I'd say. Amazing. So that was number one. Number two, the final minute of the FSU-LSU game. Did you guys happen to catch that? Yes, and the Florida game, too. The Florida game was Malcolm Butler. That was very cool. But the final minute of that LSU game was amazing. Oh, gosh, LSU muffs a punt. Malik Neighbors, for the second time in the game with 2.15 left. He muffs a punt. They're about to get the ball back down seven. FSU, they have the ball now at the eight-yard line of LSU. All they have to do is run out the clock or score or whatever. They fumble on third and goal from the one. And uh, yards. LSU goes – that it was with a minute and five left. They had to go 99 yards. They did. They scored with one second left, and then FSU blocked the extra point to win. Was, did you think that he landed in bounds on the end? Yeah, he did land in bounds, uh, but they ruled that he landed in bounds. Yeah. But the clock stopped because of the t- uh, because of the first down. Right. So there was no controversy, was there? Well, I mean, they were reviewing it. Oh yeah, no, it took a long time to review, but it was amazing. The college football gives you these crazy finishes, and it was fun to get football back. I'll also tell you the worst thing I saw last night. Uh, there was a movie on that I didn't know existed. It was Double Dragon? I cannot imagine there's ever been a movie worse than Double Dragon. I, it was just awful. Let's do some. 80s? What's that?
3: Was it an 80s movie?
0: No, it was a 1994, you know, the video game, right? Yeah. 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 One of the main guys was from the movie Only the Strong, if you've ever seen that crazy movie. And he's he can kick some ass. He's a good, like, martial arts guy. The other guy was Scott Wolf from Party of Five. <laughs> and it just, it's, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I, I really feel strongly about that. Why were you watching it? I was flipping through that. I was looking at the guy, and I was like, They made a double dragon movie, and I said, let's watch five minutes of this. It's probably the worst movie ever, and it didn't disappoint. All right, fill in the blank from Russ. In any other situation, blank would be a fantasy stud, but his current team makes him a fantasy dud. Tyler
2: Lockett. First name that came into my mind.
0: Um, Hmm.
3: I want to say Brees Hall. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Montgomery was the first name I thought of.
0: Lockett was a good one.
3: Yeah, Lockett's a great call. Uh,
0: from Joe, the running back, w- this is a really tough one here. The running back with the most total yards in the NFC North will be blank. Aaron Talk- Jones. Cook, Swift, Dalton Jones, Cook. and Montgomery. I don't think it's a call. Well, you guys gave two different answers, so I'd say it's – and I th- I think they all could be – I
2: think I think Cook is the chalk. Like, if there were odds in, in Vegas or something like that, he'd be, like, plus 200.
3: Well, I mean, you want to go off the board. You go Madison. <laughs> right.
2: If you want to go crazy, <laughs> Madison's going to be, like, plus 2,000. All it's right. Great Jones division. would be next. It I think Jones great. would be next. And uh, – or maybe Swift would be next. Nah, yeah. Jones probably, and then Swift.
3: See, I think when it comes to total yards, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Jones has more total yards than Cook. Cook should score more touchdowns. Cook should have more rushing yards. But if he doesn't have the role in the passing game, you know Aaron Jones is going to have the role in the passing game. Jeez, if Lazard is, is out, out this have week. have a role in the passing game.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, but not to the same extent.
2: If Lazard oh, is out this week, Aaron Jones is going to You mean like in lead. years past, or you mean to Aaron Jones?
3: I think compared to Aaron Jones this year, Dalvin Cook's not going to have the same type of role.
0: It's
2: possible.
3: I'm hopeful, but I don't think it's possible.
0: All right, this is from Juan. Blank will be the surprise great offense this year. Blank will be the surprise great offense this year.
3: Jacksonville. It's a good call. Um,
0: Detroit yeah. is a popular one in this. Dolphins. Detroit.
2: I don't know if I believe Detroit. Dolphins is another great call.
0: And I just said yesterday the Dolphins could have a great defense. The Dolphins are like surprised. They could have
2: both. They, could, they, <laughs> they, they are a playoff contender. <laughs>
0: Super Bowl. But they got to get that
2: offensive line good. They got the offensive line has to be good.
0: From Sims, we've heard a lot about Cortland Sutton, but Jerry Judy's ceiling is blank.
3: In terms of like where he'll finish,
0: yeah,
2: top fifteen, top twenty.
0: I'm going to say top twelve. I think you know we saw just two years ago, healthy Russell Wilson gave us two top eight or two top 10, I think top 8 wide receivers in PPR. So so why not? Yep. I,
3: I I will say, if we put together our bingo card of things said during draft season, Adam saying, why did I take Corlin Sutton in round 4 or round 3 when I could have had Jerry Judy <laughs> in round 5? It happens every time.
0: <laughs> it does. It does. I have the ninth pick today at FFT, and I could, I could tell you Corlin Sutton is going to be on my team if he's available in round 3. So I'm just, just letting you know. Interesting.
2: Uh,
3: all right. For, I got a 12th 12, 12 pick.
0: Well, you're not going to get Jerry Judy. Or you're not going to get Cortland Sutton. Unless you take him with the. In first no, i No, not take
3: Cortland Sutton at 12.
0: <laughs> this is from Lou Camp. Everyone will rush to. Okay. I think we answered this one. Everyone will rush to pick up blank after week one.
2: Isaiah McKenzie.
3: I will say Packers receiver.
2: And
0: I'll say. Which M- one? Yes. Put a name on it.
3: It will not be Lazard. Uh, I'll say Romeo Das.
0: Okay, Anthony says, A.J. Dillon will have blank total touchdowns this season. 10. 10, 12, okay. J.P. Faulkner says, avoid starting blank in week one if you can.
2: Zeke. Zeke is a good one. Uh, I'm a little nervous about Michael Thomas, provided that he plays.
0: Yeah, you know, yesterday I was talking about how Michael Thomas has such an easy matchup, but I don't know that he does. They actually have good cornerbacks in Atlanta.
2: It's the best part of their defense is is their corners. And this could also be a game where the Saints sit on a lead. Alvin Kamara could be the best running back in fantasy in week one.
3: Yeah, I think with Thomas and Godwin, it's obviously hard to take a wait-and-see approach. But if you can take a wait-and-see approach, it would make a lot of sense. Um, I'd sit Cam Akers, too.
0: Oh yeah, uh, from whiskey and misery. Singletary, Sid Singletary. The running backs in that game don't don't look great. Uh, that Bills Rams game from uh, whiskey and misery. The best player to buy and sit on for a late season break slash playoff run is blank.
3: To buy, as in,
2: this That's is a long term stash. Hey, you
0: have to sit on this player too.
2: Let's start I mean, with Brian Robinson.
0: Samir White put favorite in an IR one. spot. Yeah, I've got some hopes for Christian Watson.
2: Yep, that's a great one.
0: I mean, there's
3: there's the if you're looking to trade, and someone needs help now that didn't draft appropriately, DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Okay, right. Uh, that's a good point. The uh, from Jim Junior, the Atlanta Falcons owner is named Arthur Blank. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> From Fantasy Curse, Saquon Barkley will be RB blank if he plays more than 14 games. Eight. Seven. From Kyle Sommer, must starts for DFS in week one are blank.
2: I haven't even looked. Don't,
0: don't um, know anybody's impressed. I did if a
3: lineup. Romeo dogs.
0: I think Aaron Jones is a must start on FanDuel. Uh, I did make a lineup yesterday. Christian Kirk is very inexpensive. Would not mind getting, as a contrarian play, maybe a a Titans wide receiver in there. Traylon Burks was a little more expensive than I thought he would be, but uh, I think they're going to tear up the Giants. Um, Certainly have to do more research, but I would say Aaron Jones, in anything where catches count, must start. Uh, The backup quarterback you should nab in the last round or two of your draft is blank.
3: Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Tua Jameis. Okay. Unless Those unless cousins ones. and car are not drafted as
0: starters. Why do I have to put in my freaking why do I have to get a passcode sent to me every time I try to log into this DFS website? It's like it's still me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Anyway Don't let's... you want don't you want your your finances
0: to be safe? Uh, yeah, I don't want anybody to mess with my $1 FanDuel lineup <laughs> that I made. Gee, well, I mean, you've it's... got a
2: balance in your account, don't you? I do, yeah. I'm not saying it's life changing money, but you'd rather have it than have somebody else.
0: Get it. It's a little bit, it's less, it's significantly less than what that horrible bank robber took from the two banks. Aaron Jones. uh he
2: fell down running away from one of the banks and accidentally fired off two bullets, one that shattered a window. And he left cash on the ground.
0: Jeez, what a terrible the, bank robber!
2: He was awful. Uh,
0: Michael Thomas is sixty two hundred bucks on FanDuel. That's pretty inexpensive. And DJ Moore is sixty four hundred bucks. And if you consider DJ Moore a number one wide receiver, then he'll probably never be priced at sixty four hundred bucks again. So they're they're in my lineup as well. We'll take a break here and talk about our favorite stashes that we have not already covered. And it's also Team Name Tuesday, so stay tuned for things like. Uh, I won't even uh, – some good Kyle Pitts names. All right. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Dave, you
0: came prepared with a list of players to stash. We've talked about a lot of them all the way at the beginning of the show, if you're looking for that. A lot of wide receivers, guys like uh, Zamir White and Khalil Herbert and Jeff Wilson at running back. Who else should we be stashing, Dave?
2: I'm, I really have a couple of receivers from the... AFC South that are worth mentioning. You've got Jamie mentioned Marvin Jones earlier, right team, right last name, wrong receiver. I I think Zay Jones has a little more upside. He wasn't perfect in the preseason, but he played a lot with the ones. And I think he could end up being the, the top outside guy for, no, I'm sorry. The second best outside guy for, for Jacksonville. I think Kirk will be the first one, but Kirk will play in the slot too. And if you're in a deeper league, Dynasty, I doubt he's there, but Kyle Phillips, maybe he is. I think he's going to be the slot receiver for the Titans. He's rostered in 1% of leagues. Uh, Also should mention Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell with the Colts. Pierce is kind of interesting. I I wonder if the matchup, I haven't looked at it yet, but I wonder if the matchup um, for him against Houston, if he's going to go one-on-one with the cornerback opposite Derek Stingley, maybe he catches a touchdown. Uh, Maybe there's some, some interest there. Last name, tight end, Tyler Conklin on the New York football Jets. He's been playing ahead of CJ Uzaba. <laughs> but I, I think he's got a chance to maybe be a touchdown or bust tight end. If you're streaming, don't love the matchup this week, but someone to keep an eyeball on.
0: All right. Any other players to add? Are we good there? I think we're good. I mean, that was a pretty extensive... We we, right we talked about a show. ton of
2: guys. Yeah. I, I, I just... I feel like we should give some clarity because we talked about so many. I players. have a whole list. It's I, I
3: wrote this on Monday about guys to beat the waiver wire already. So it perfect. It, there, there's a very detailed list of like 50 guys on on <laughs> TBSports.com.
2: Right, but if you had to name like one running back and one wide receiver that were available in more than half of our leagues, that people should.
3: The running take back a would be the white. The receiver would be Nico Collins.
2: And those guys are rostered in less than 50% of leagues?
3: No, I mean, Zamir's at 61%. So if you want to go lower than that, oh. uh, let me see. Um, so, Khalil
2: Herbert
0: at 45% seems like a.
2: Oh my God. He's at 45%?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Run. 44%. Yeah, he's fine. Run,
2: don't walk. That's a great one. And Jeff Wilson um, was a big priority for me.
3: Yeah, Jeff Wilson is an easy one to get just because he's basically free at 17%.
2: Yeah. Um, I like McKinnon with the Chiefs and I like McKenzie with the Bills.
0: Duh. Shallower leagues, I I think Isaiah Pacheco was another guy that we did some early drafts, and Pacheco didn't get drafted, and he was one of the first players I put in a claim for. I don't think I got him, but um, you know, sixty eight percent rostered wide receiver. God, there are just so many. But Chiefs, Packers, Cowboys, there are like two options on each team. Bucks. I mean, Russell Gage is forty seven percent rostered, Julio Jones sixty five percent. So did you guys say? Dave said. uh, Jamie said Nico Collins. Dave, who would be your your one wide receiver?
2: Isaiah McKenzie.
0: Okay. Hello. And I would, I'll just give a different name. I would go with Jahan Dotson, 46%, and also Rondale Moore, 43%. Uh, And Jalen Tolbert, too. Don't know that you have to be stashing tight ends. Is this part of, are they part of this conversation? Logan Thomas Um, is my
2: favorite one of the bunch. But he's more than one week. In fact, you might be able to get away with not carrying him if he doesn't play in week one and then picking him
0: up before... Whenever he plays, whether it's week the two
3: joke Joko's at 52%. Irv Smith's at 46%. Um,
0: Tanyan is 28%. Yep. Alberto's at forty-two percent A lot of guys here. These are guys, these are guys that are going to be in and out of lineups. Uh, I think Dave froze. Oh, no. Oh, we were doing so well. All right, I'm going to get rid of Dave for a second. We'll see if he can come back. And if you care, let's see. The Panthers get the Giants next week. looking at DSTs to stream here.
3: Oh, for this week or next week?
0: Next week, week two. I I'm not, oh, wouldn't I'm be too worried yet. about it, but... Yeah, forget it. Like, I think it's just kind of a waste of time. You want for this week if you want to pick up? Sure.
3: The Titans are at 25%. The Browns could be for next week also. They're at 64%.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Get them.
3: The Eagles are at 38%. And they're not my favorite, but the Commanders, I think Jacksonville actually going to score on them, but they're at 17%. And you want some kickers? Yeah. Uh, Jake Elliott's at 55%. Robbie Gold's at 45%. Matt Prater's at 59%. And Jason Saunders is at
0: 23%. All right, ready for Team Name Tuesday? Yeah. First official
2: one of the year.
0: Keith says, I change my name every week in every league. My name trolls whoever I'm playing. How do you guys feel about that? Who said that? Keith. Oh.
2: Heath Cummings?
0: Keith Keith Hummings.
2: He's never changed his team name in any of the leagues that were in He might
3: do it his
0: home leagues. I'm not, I, I'm not talking about Heath. I'm talking about a guy named Keith, one of our listeners. Well, that's why I asked him. You said, you "Sound like you said Heath. like you said Heath. I said Keith. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I've seen people do this before. I think it's it takes dedication. Good for you. John's team name is no punt intended. That's pretty good. How about Bateman and Dobbins? That's pretty good, I think. It's, that's it, good. It takes a second when it's good. Pits and Giggles. Pits and Giggles, that's good. Pitts <laughs> Creek. Stone Cold Austin Eckler. Hurts Mm. So Good, which isn't the best team name, but it might be the best John Mellencamp song. I think it's my favorite John Mellencamp song. Hurts So Good. What is your favorite John Mellencamp song, Dave? Did he sing Angel in the centerfold? No. He did not. No, He did. (laughs) I don't know who sang that song, but it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Jamie, how about you? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. A John Mellencamp song? Okay, Small Town... Uh pink oh, house small town is probably, yeah. well there's Jack and Diane, of course, is
3: no small town. Yep.
0: I, I think next time you listen to the song Small Town, count how many times he says small town. It's got it's probably close to 30. It's insane.
2: Did he sing Smells Like Teen Spirit? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and finally, uh Better Call Hall. Wait a minute. He did R O C K in the USA. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: All right. That's the one.
0: Okay. Better Call Hall. Patriotic
2: and a total rock out song.
0: And OnlyFans actually was quite funny. OnlyFans, I don't get it. All right, we'll explain it some other time. Along with waiver hub, let's see if I have time for a few emails here. I'm just gonna pick through my inbox. Uh, what do we do here? Oh, so yeah, um, great. Kyle wants to know what he should do with his. 14-team superflex league. Lead. He thinks he has too many wide receivers. Should he make a trade or see how it plays out? McLaurin, Michael Thomas, Jalen Waddell, Bateman, Kirk, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Jalen Tolbert. His quarterbacks are Winston and Mills. So right away, I think, if you feel like you have too many quarterbacks, shouldn't he try to upgrade a quarterback? Or too many wide receivers, yeah, shouldn't he try to upgrade a quarterback?
2: I don't think anybody's going to take Winston and one of those lesser receivers for a quarterback. Well, I mean, that one that like, you would want.
3: You might, if somebody feels inclined to draft or to carry two. Like I was in a draft last night, and this is just some things you see when you draft with people that aren't obviously dialed in and and paying attention. Somebody kept Tom Brady and still drafted Aaron Rodgers for some reason. And if they just feel like they have to carry two quarterbacks, you could pro- and the receiving core is a little weaker. You could send Winston and one of these receivers for probably Rodgers and maybe something else.
0: Okay. Uh, how about from Matthew? Who are you flexing in a PPR league? Chris Godwin, Alan Lazard, Damian Pierce, or Robert Woods? Pierce. Not Godwin.
2: Probably Pierce.
0: I just don't know what to make for Godwin
3: for week one. You know, it's great that he's practicing without a knee brace and he could be awesome, but he could also play a limited snap count. So, you know, it's just a matter of like I have Godwin in a lot of leagues. I'm I'm starting him just because I don't have any other options. But you know, if you have options like this, I would probably try and look in a different direction.
0: Jay in St. Louis feels like he drafted the FFT team. Uh, he has Hertz, McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Jamar Chase, who was a keeper, DJ Moore, Dawson Knox, Tyler. I don't know that I agree with this. Uh, I like the team. I don't know
2: about the Knox pick.
0: Yeah, Tyler Lockett. He also has Trey Lance, J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you, you have a good team. I'm not sure why it's so fft It's got DJ Moore. Jalen Hurts, that's good. All right, thank you. I didn't expect to have time for uh, emails today, so that's why I'm a bit unprepared. Sorry about that. Uh, Team Name Tuesday from Derek, Uh, the Pit. No, come on, we can do better than that. Team Name Tuesday from Patrick, one to a Trey. No, I'm sorry. I think we can do better than that. Come on, Patrick, step it up. Who are you starting in Week One from Matthew? Antonio Gibson. Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin? PPR.
2: Robinson. Probably Robinson.
0: I'm very surprised to hear you say that. You
2: don't sound surprised.
0: No, I am surprised that you'd start Allen Robinson over Antonio Gibson and Chris Godwin.
2: Uh, Uh, I like Gibson this
3: week, but I I like Robinson also. I think it's going to be a shootout between the Bills and the Rams.
0: And then would you rather start J.K. Dobbins if he plays against the Jets or Damian Pierce against the Colts?
2: Pierce. Pierce. Because I don't think Dobbins sees a usual workload for
0: him. Yeah, I mean if you if you we
3: get to Friday and Dobbins is full full go, I would I would take Dobbins.
0: Okay, this is a shallow league from and I don't know the name here. Cavalino. I can pick up Christian Kirk or Adam Thielen or Alan Lazard. I have Amari Cooper, Gabe Davis, and Cortland Sutton. Would you stay put or pick up one or more of them?
2: I'd pick up Thielen.
0: And drop Cooper?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think I dropped Mari Cooper for Thielen.
0: All right, that's going to do it for fantasy football today. Check out CBS Sports HQ. FFT is live at noon Eastern, Monday through Friday on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch it for free on the CBS Sports app and 10 a.m. Eastern on uh, Sunday morning right until kickoff. All of that on the CBS Sports app and CBS Sports HQ. You can watch that on your smart TV, on your Roku, whatever it is. Just download that CBS Sports app. Thanks a lot to Dave and Jamie. Thomas Schaefer better come back with some good jury duty stories. I don't know if it's going to top Dave's. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.